0: Hello and welcome to Pandemic Podcast, a podcast from Deccan Herald, in which we focus on COVID-19 and the news around it. I'm your host Dhanita M. Puvaya. Today is the 37th day of the lockdown in the country. In today's episode, we focus on what's happening in the world of real estate. We also have an origami expert talking to us on how the art can help during the lockdown. At the time of recording this, at 9am on April 30th Thursday, according to the figures from Union Health Ministry, India has recorded more than 31,700 COVID-19 cases. At least 1,000 people have lost their lives due to COVID-19. The data maintained by Deccan Herald shows at least 33,000 total cases and 1,083 deaths, with Maharashtra moving fast towards 10,000 cases with at least 430 deaths. Gujarat now has more than 4,000 cases and more than 190 deaths. As the end of lockdown two nears, there are indications that many districts that did not have cases may get considerable relaxation. The Ministry of Home Affairs held a review meeting on the lockdown situation. It was of the view that there has been tremendous gains and improvement in the COVID-19 situation due to the lockdown till now. And to ensure these are not squandered away, the existing guidelines should be strictly observed till May 3. The country has been in the lockdown since March 25 and currently 128 districts are in the red zone, where cases are the highest. 15 of the 31 districts in Karnataka at present are in the red zone, while 3 are in orange and the rest 13 in green zones. In the daily media briefing yesterday evening, Joint Secretary of Health Ministry Lav Agarwal said that the doubling rate for the number of cases has slowed down to 11.3 days over the past three days. The government pointed out that the death rate due to the respiratory infection was at 3.17% as against the global mortality rate of 7%. Meanwhile, the death toll due to the COVID 19 witnessed a spike on Wednesday, with an all time high of 77 people are coming to the viral infection in a single day. One of the worst affected states, Madhya Pradesh, where there are already over 2,500 cases, may see a surge in cases today as the reports of 1,000 samples are awaited. In another northern state, Bihar, the situation seems to be going south. In the last week, the number of positive cases have almost doubled. The state is conducting extensive door-to-door surveys and has kept 87 areas with more than 22.6 lakh people under containment. In a meeting of Central Advisory Council constituted under the provisions of Real Estate Regulation and Development Act 2016 to discuss the impact of the COVID-19 lockdown on the real estate sector and to treat it as an event of force majeure under the provisions of RERA, Union Minister of Housing and Urban Affairs, Ordeep Aspuri, who chaired the meeting, announced that the ministry will soon issue an advisory to all RERA states about the special measures that need to be taken to safeguard the interests of home buyers and all other real estate industry stakeholders. To get a better picture of what's happening with the industry, my colleague Emma Chari speaks to real estate expert Praveen Subramanyam, who is a valuer and director of real estate consulting firm, Knight Frank. Joining us today
1: is an expert in the field of real estate, Praveen Subramanyam. Hi, Praveen. Hi. Praveen, can you introduce yourself uh, to the audience and uh, tell us what you're doing and what is your field of expertise?
2: Uh, So I am a valuer by uh, profession, but then uh, I have worked in uh, multiple other real estate-based sectors. I have been presently working uh, with Knight Frank uh, as a director. So I advise people on uh, investments. I advise people on valuations. I advise people on financing uh, their projects. I'm a a global board member of uh, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. And then um, I also have a university program running for real estate in Chandigarh.
1: So uh, let's get things into context. So if you take a particular year, uh, so what are the peaks and valleys of uh, you know the, the real estate uh, industry? So when are the sales high and when are they low? Could you give us a context on that? So
2: I'll give you a context in, uh, in two different parameters. One
1: mm-hmm. is the sales
2: because uh, the sales volume dictates whether the market is buoyant enough at a certain uh, price point uh, mm-hmm. the second thing is price itself because in real estate the adjustment mm-hmm. of demand and supply is a bit of uh, i mean there's a lag in time so mm-hmm. because of which uh, the prices uh, also give an indication on how the market is so okay. if i look at the last uh, 20 years uh, if i and then uh, look at bangalore the Peaks of uh, sales volumes have been uh, in the period 2005 to 2008, almost uh, mm-hmm. mid 2008 types, and post mm-hmm. that uh, between 2014 to 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2017, I think it peaked out. After that, it has been uh, fairly stagnant in terms of the volumes. Mm-hmm. And then if I look at the price points, uh, the growth part was between 2005 to 8, and uh, between 2016 to 17. After mm-hmm. that, the prices mm-hmm. also have been fairly uh, growing mm-hmm. at an inflationary pace or,
1: uh, or has been stagnant. So if you uh, compare the current situation which is uh, under the lockdown, t- uh, the whole point of the two parameters which have be- remained uh, stagnant for quite some time, have they dropped even less or what is the current situation in the industry? At
2: at this point of time, anyway, sales would be difficult. I mean, in the sense, practically Mm -hmm. speaking, if somebody wants to buy a house at this point of Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. they would Mm -hmm. have to uh, uh, go and see the property, which Mm -hmm. is a difficult Mm position during lockdown so that that problem exists. The second problem Mm -hmm. that exists is that uh, Mm -hmm. when there is a lot of uncertainty in the air uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of every talking talks so negative post uh, Mm -hmm. COVID-19 scenario that uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people who would really like to buy a house will think twice at this point of time Mm -hmm. and then Along with that, it's a very short period of time that we have been in lockdown. From Mm -hmm. a realist standpoint of view, this is hardly anything. Because of which it is difficult to say uh, whether anything has dropped down. In fact, I would Mm -hmm. say that... won't drop at this point of time because uh, your uh, cost of construction would be going up in future because mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. down. In fact, mm-hmm. the builder probably will not have the leeway to uh, reduce the prices. So considering that, uh, though this is a short period of time, it, has, it is stagnant as of now and it is mm-hmm. expected to stagnant for some time to come now,
1: at least say about six months. Okay, from, from your expertise level, how do you, uh, you, you said six months it will take uh, for the whole thing yeah. to come back to uh, the previous state of stagnancy. But yeah. for it to peak or for it to have like a robust growth, how how, how long will it take? How, how do you, What do you see the future okay. as?
2: I, I'll give you the perspective from uh, two different angles. So you mm-hmm. have
1: in real estate
2: market uh, mm-hmm. investors. Then you mm-hmm. have the end users. Mm-hmm. Now, a investors look at it at this point of time is that they will try to make uh, good uh, sweet deals because mm-hmm. uh, the builder is also is under some kind of a distress. No so, uh, fund, uh, the funding agency which has been able to uh, lend money or invest money. So because of that, uh, the investor group, uh, if I call it uh, as them individuals who have the excess cash uh, where they would like to uh, park that money somewhere in any of the instruments. They would probably picking up real estate at this point of time because the builder is under distress and you can negotiate well if you have enough cash where Mm -hmm. you don't want the banker to fund Mm -hmm. your home. This Mm -hmm. investor group is uh, reasonably active in the last one, one and a half months uh, Mm -hmm. since the COVID-19 has started, uh, the lockdown has started. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mm -hmm. uh, the end user group is not very active at this point of time because of the reasons i told before so okay. it is primarily the investor sentiment in investor uh interest mm-hmm. in real estate that will ensure that the uh, the property mm-hmm. pri- uh, prices as well as sales would come mm-hmm. back to some reasonable level of normalcy in about say nine months to 12 months mm-hmm. that is the expectation mm-hmm. in residential but mm-hmm. then there is one more uh, thing to it e- uh, in residential also there are various sub-segments you have uh, the affordable mm-hmm. housing you have middle income housing and you mm-hmm. have the luxury uh, mm-hmm. in All these three, the expectation is that the middle income will come back in about 9 to 12 months. The Mm -hmm. affordable, uh, depending on uh, how good the sentiment is based on the government policies and the jobs and stuff like that, the Mm -hmm. affordable may come back uh, either in between 6 to 9 months or maybe about 12 to 15 months. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. The
2: luxury market has been in a state of flux for quite some time and Mm -hmm. that is expected to continue because the inventory
1: levels are too large for consumption at this point of time. Another thing is that, see, from a buyer's perspective, right, is it the right time to uh, park your money in, say, suppose, under construction projects or uh, the projects which are just starting up? Is is that a good
2: idea? In fact, this is one of the best times to go and uh, put your money in real estate because the players are all in some kind of a financial distress. So anybody who wants to buy at this point of time, it's a great timing because you can negotiate pretty well at this time. The second uh, thing is uh, from a buyer's perspective, when you're looking at an under construction property or a a completed property, completed property will always come at a premium even in these times. Mm -hmm. But under construction, Mm -hmm. if you are kind of sure that the builder will be able to tide over the crisis, then I Mm -hmm. think you should go ahead and buy an under construction property because Mm -hmm. some of the the best deals are available in under construction properties at this point of time. The only uh, risk that uh, would be taken is that if the project never gets completed because the builder goes under, possibility uh, of the developers going under exists. So as long as you are able to ensure that the developer uh, has a decent amount of money to tide over the crisis or Mm -hmm. is able to arrange
1: the money for tiding over the crisis, this is a great time. See, another aspect of the uh, real estate industry is that the rentals so you see a lot many uh, uh, startups or uh, private sector companies or software companies say in a major cities like bangalore or mumbai where where the lockdown is quite stricter and no one's uh, using them so yeah. how do you see that impacting the revenues and the economy in general or in the real estate industry in general yeah
2: yeah so i i will uh, uh, once again classify uh, this into three categories mm-hmm. one is your office space uh, market the office rentals the mm-hmm. second one is your uh, malls and uh, hospitality related uh, uh, sectors, commercial mm-hmm. properties. And then uh, the third one is your industrial based rental properties. So mm-hmm. each of these segments have been working, uh, I mean they work very differently, behave very differently. So mm-hmm. In a market like say Bangalore which always had a supply constraint at least on the gradient space. Uh, mm-hmm. rentals, uh, I don't think there will be even renegotiation on the rentals because mm-hmm. uh, office space is scarce to get and post-COVID even if uh, you negotiate at this point of time say for a 10% or 20% reduction in rental. Post-COVID require mm-hmm. more uh, office space due to the distancing norms and everything. Mm-hmm. It is quite Possible that the developers uh, may not give space to somebody who negotiates. So, the, because of that, and then a lot of the contracts at this point of time are in the lock in period stage for the companies also. Because of that, it becomes very difficult for them to negotiate. First problem. Second problem, mm-hmm. negotiate the benefit is hardly anything for them to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why office market is relatively insulated in a place like Bangalore where supply is constrained. Now, mm-hmm. when we Compare this to a market like, say, uh, Mumbai market uh, where Mm -hmm. we have a huge, uh, I mean, the supply and demand is more or less going equally.
0: There it is quite
2: possible there would be some amount of uh, renegotiation that may happen. Mm -hmm. The other uh, thing is the future supply that is expected in different markets also play a role. Uh, Mm -hmm. For example, Hyderabad. Hyderabad presently is supply constrained. But a couple of years later, uh, it is possible that the demand will uh, reduce when compared to the supply that would be coming in. In that kind of a situation, renegotiation is quite possible because people will say that anyway uh, new supply is going to come we will always find space later mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. multiple cities will i mean cities will behave very differently based on what is their situation in the office market but at least for bangalore uh, i don't think there will be any negative change due to covid 19 for office markets on the uh, retail front which is your uh, malls and shopping complexes and all that In those, uh, there will be a major negative impact because uh, with this COVID-19, at least for the next six, nine months, not many people are expected to go to a mall for shopping. Primarily because uh, you have multiple issues in terms of the way uh, Corona can spread in the malls, controls uh, are a bit difficult to enforce considering the population in India. So, malls, uh, at least the discussions with a lot of developers and mall operators has been that it will take some time for them to recover from uh, from, the, from this crisis, uh, so there will be reduction in rentals. In fact, occupancy levels may go down. Uh, all these things are expected to happen. Every uh, player in this segment is bracing up for the situation. Uh, the third thing is your industrial properties, which is your warehouses and uh, logistics uh, based uh, buildings where uh, either the land is given on rent or the building is given on rent uh, to the occupier and the occupier uses, uses it for storage purposes primarily. Uh, those properties may increase in value uh, in the near future because uh, uh, with the with the shift in the way people shop for various items, you will have players like Amazon or any of the uh, e-retailers who would like to stock up more for any surge in demand at any point of time, because of which these properties may uh, go up in terms of the rentals that are being uh, presently given.
1: All right. Thank you for joining us on the Pandemic Podcast. Take care. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank Thank you. you.
0: In Karnataka, the government is eager to get the economy going and to prevent vulnerable sections from getting infected by COVID-19, it has ordered a door-to-door universal survey of every family across the state by May 3. This survey aims to identify vulnerable populations ailing from severe acute respiratory infection, influenza-like illness and other respiratory illnesses. Government has roped in teachers from across the state developed a mobile app into which the data is to be uploaded and has ordered that the survey be conducted based on the voters' list at every booth level. The lockdown may take its toll on mental agility, but a method like origami can help one keep that space and also awaken an artist within. El Subramani speaks to origami expert and artist Imanchu Garwal on the benefits of the Japanese art of origami. Being uh,
3: in a stay-at-home situation, is getting bored very soon or stressed out very soon. Either due to continuous work or probably because we rely continuously on a certain kind of entertainment, it's quite possible that we get bored um, at a very short time. We need probably something that is more engaging and more stress-free, perhaps an art form like origami. With us is Manchu Agrawal. He's joining us from Mumbai. He's a, an origami artist. So uh, he's, uh, I, I would like to ask you, uh, Himanshu. basically uh, you're talking about uh, this being a stress buster, a sort of a, an alternative for everything digital that we sort of seem to rely on these days.
4: Yes. So, uh, you know, I feel we don't use our... Uh, anything like there is no manual uh, touch to anything. Everything is digital. So especially now when people are staying at home and there's not much to do, I hope people take up origami. Now I think it's good because yes, it's a stress buster because you know you're doing something creative, something fun. Uh, you're taken to your childhood days where you know you could fold a boat or a plane flower whatever in school but uh, surprisingly like while we used to do this as a craft in school it's actually a very well developed art origami if you like google it like you know you can create very realistic sculptures with it and it is very simple because you're just using a single sheet of paper whatever paper you have so you can also take part of this like in in this isolation period you know just take a sheet of paper like a piece of printer paper or notebook paper and start folding there are hundreds of tutorials on uh, youtube uh, and what i feel it does is that it gives you a sense of achievement you see a paper which is like you know which has no form uh, when you hold it in your hand and you fold it within a, min- a few minutes you see it turn into something beautiful like like whatever you're folding a bird or flower whatever and there is a sense of achievement that you could do it yourself with your own two hands there is like you know if you go about what are the benefits. It's like, you know, you, uh, you're using your fingers. So there's very good, you know, finger, like hand-to-eye coordination, which is required, which it increases your patience. It's very meditative. Like I, I've been doing this for over 30 years now. And some of the models, the sculptures that we make, it takes like, you know, at least 12 hours or 13 hours to fold one. So it's it's very meditative that way. You know, you sit to fold something and make it, Uh, look beautiful yeah so that these are the main benefits and i really think that uh, this is something that is uh, uh, best enjoyed like you can enjoy it as a you know solo activity you can just sit with a paper and diagrams instructions and fold or it could be a family activity everybody can sit together and fold Uh, you know it's like a bonding experience so i really think that your listeners should uh, you know give origami a chance and see what they can achieve Explore it. It'll be fun for them.
3: Anything simple that they can try?
4: Well, uh, I would recommend uh, trying something like the flapping bird or, you know, like, like people have already folded things like the fortune teller and the plane and the boat so you know if uh, like you practice the ones which you already know and then you go on to uh, something similar so like the japanese have uh, they always fold the crane because it's a symbol of peace and it is said that if you fold a thousand cranes you get a wish so maybe you can try folding a crane or a flapping bird which that could be okay. something okay Emanchu,
3: thank you very much for uh, for talking to us and uh, Stay safe and uh, happy uh, origami practice for you.
4: Yeah, you too. Good luck.
0: That's all we have in today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Do rate and review us and follow us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many of your other favorite platforms. Do share this podcast with your friends, family, and on social media. For latest updates on COVID-19 and other news, log on to www.deckinherald.com. Follow our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Check out our e-paper at www.deckinheraldepaper.com. To be updated on the go, follow our telegram channel 3.me slash news for instant updates. Take care, stay safe and stay indoors.